Hey, welcome to episode number 23. This is with Joseph Zachary Fields. I wanted to give you a little intro. Joseph and I uh, met when we were both traveling in Israel about four years ago. Really cool dude, fascinating. He has some classical training on the piano. Uh, he's quite a good artist. I heard him play, and he's in the making of a new, and really intriguing to me personally, um, musical. And I wanted to get him on to talk about his artwork, his creativity, and he's very pensive and passionate about his work. We talk a lot about how to be more creative, how to develop something uh, like a public um, musical. We also talk a lot about music, where it's going, what it's doing to us, and art in general, and how art evolves. Some fascinating stuff, some really great stuff when it comes to living passionately, uh, diving deep into your passions, and um, without further ado, here is the intro. About a four minute intro, and afterwards you will hear the, uh, the interview. How's it going, everybody? This is Joe, the founder of the Renaissance Man Network and the Renaissance Man Podcast. I'm the host of that. I wanted to share with you the intentions for this podcast and lead you into the content so that you know exactly what to expect and what to focus on. I want to help people live like a Renaissance man. Now, and nowadays, people either tend to be uh, a little bit okay at everything without direction, or they tend to be super focused on one particular career. But the art of being a renaissance man, free to do whatever he likes, but dedicating his life to the mastery of several things, and understanding that self-development has an infinite ceiling. That art has been lost, and so I want to help get that back into the world where people can become great mathematicians, become great uh, athletes, become great... Um, um, craftsmen, become great travelers, become great writers, become great at many things that inspire and make you feel uh, uh, like a capable and well-rounded man. Um, Self-actualize. There are values that I hold dear to my heart and that I hold dear to being the, the ideal of being a renaissance man, which is living with a sense of passion and curiosity and a hunger for growth, experiences, and knowledge. So I interview people that do these things. I interview people that are, in, that are good at something where I can share the things they're good at. I also talk about these values on discussion episodes. So please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, or if you would like to hear the content to see if you want to subscribe, I totally understand, and you can listen to it and then decide afterwards. It's your choice, Um, and that is one of the easiest ways to support the podcast. Without further ado, here is today's episode. Hey, it's Joe, a host of the Renaissance Men podcast, creator of the Spot of Joe Network of passion projects here to be your passion guru, uh, help you out enjoying your life and living a free, fulfilling and passionate life. Um, I have on the line, my friend, a good friend, Joseph 
Are you Fields or because I have you Joseph Zachary in my phone? Are you Joseph Fields or Joseph Zachary? Uh, Joseph Zachary Fields. All right, Joseph Zachary Fields. Uh, we met while both traveling in Israel. He is an artist uh, and a real one at that. He's not just somebody who's like, I'm just gonna do stuff. He's got classical training, music knowledge, and he is working on a musical right now. Some pretty impressive stuff here to tell you about um, about art, about his journey, and about all that jazz. I'll let him introduce himself. All right. Yeah, I'm uh, Joseph Fields, and um, I think we're just kind of winging this today. But uh, yeah, I am a composer and songwriter. Uh, I've pretty much written in all genres of music. And um, uh, after, you know, composing a couple orchestrations, I was asked to write an entire musical in 2013. So five years later, I finished it. It's about two hours long. And um, right now I'm just working on the basic production of it and just getting it started. So I just got a website and I'm just working out kind of, you know, things like, okay, getting the soundboard working. um, How are people going to be positioned on stage for this scene, you know, et cetera. That's pretty much the point I'm at right now. So the logistics, what's the play about, by the way? What's it, where's it set? Where is it? um, where, Where in the world is it set? Let's just go from there. Um, okay, well, um, it is uh, set in 1880s France initially, and then it goes to 1930s uh, Venice, Italy. Um, the musical is about um, art forms, right? So basically, mm-hmm. there's a famous French painting called Two Sisters on the Terrace. I know it's very difficult to talk about this on a podcast because it's a painting, but... Um, a man or a, a, like an art movement basically they're, they're trying to let me put it this way it's a very complicated plot so the musical basically is focused on art movements right so mm-hmm. you know about the impressionist art movement mm-hmm. um, Van Gogh Van Gogh uh, the Renoir um, that movement was really unique because it, um, it was the art movement where uh, photography had finally started coming in and people said, hmm, um, if people are doing photographs, what are we going to do? Um, so they had to get really creative. And that's pretty much where you had the people with the highest amount of technical expertise starting to go really creative. So you had like a really um, interesting period there where you had really like people that could do portrait photos um starting to get creative so that that's one art movement um that movement um died you know probably 10 20 years into it you Mm -hmm. know stopped in around the 1880s at remorse death and then um you know it keeps moving on it moved on to cubis picasso you know modern art that we have now um but some people can arguably say well i like that theory the best you know Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own favorite period. So uh, the question I wanted to ask in this musical is that whether are, are some art periods better than other art periods? Is it always just is art supposed to just keep going in this continuum of genres uh-huh. or is it going to finally just stop? So that is the question I had in my head. Um, right so now. it kind of reminds me of of, um, of how stuff is going on with AI starting to be able to 
write poetry and create things i mean how how are people now going to adapt i think it, it's it's quite pertinent right now oh you're saying well it i think about ais and and with this is that um uh, society is been putting it, it's the acceleration of society right so you have like a slope right so it uh-huh. if you're in calculus i don't get too complicated on a podcast but it's just that every every decade new art forms come right so um, if you think about the 20th century it was it was insane what happened right we went from um you know wagons um, mainstream (laughs) automobiles airplanes nuclear bombs um calculators spaceships and then getting basically into our age the cell phone age so i mean the amount of change in that era was uh, absolutely insane and the mm-hmm. amount of musical change in that era was absolutely insane you know music uh-huh. changed quite a lot art changed quite a lot you know mm-hmm. um, it, it's really what's going on is that um, I, I think what's going on is, is time is accelerating right the rate of change is accelerating so I think actually in the past decade we haven't moved a lot um, uh-huh. culturally I, I really don't think it's, it's been as a crazy as a shift, let's say, from the 80s and the 90s or the 70s to the 90s. Like, uh-huh. two, 2000 to 2010 to 2018 has mostly just been media changes. But um, when you add AI into it, it's this whole different game, right? Where it's like, well, we could just accelerate in a week, right? We mm-hmm. could just, you know, get something that's creative and make it, like, work for a million eight years and then have it come back two weeks later and you know paint everything possible that was ever going to be painted you know or mm-hmm. um it, it, it's kind of a, a strange thing so is it going to be that that it, the ai is accelerating so fast that we can't even possibly keep up at all or are we going to just start picking up the pace and um you know going into like crazy ass art genres really fast i mean i think uh-huh augmented reality and went with the ai it's, it's we're not going to be living on the same plane of existence uh, soon <laughs> so i i can't really all i know is that it's going to be weird it's going to yeah. be weird soon like it, it was already weird the past hundred years it's going to be weird when that's yeah in, so have you seen some of the stuff with the ai there's this one bot um i don't know if my friend mike's listening but he showed me this uh this this bot online called the Inspirobot, and it takes random photos and it overlays text on them and it's supposed to sound really inspirational i think it just has some sort of sentence structure that it's supposed to fit and then it does some machine learning to figure it out <laughs> it once um there's like a picture i think of a pier uh on a beach and it wrote uh, cats were invented to optimize your sexual pleasure. <laughs> like, how is this supposed to be inspirational? So there's definitely some bots and some tech, some parts of AI that are not optimized yet. But if you compare it to what we had like a few years ago, it's definitely accelerated. Yeah, I think the craziest one was um, uh, I think it was AlphaGo <laughs> Zero or something. It was the uh... It's the one that finally won um, the Turing test. No, not the Turing test. It won. Uh, it beat the uh, 
the oh the go the one go yeah, yeah beat all the go yeah. players finally and they had been trying to crack that forever and they finally yeah what they did was is the 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 ai didn't learn from playing with other players it uh-huh. learned by playing from itself which yeah. was the scariest thing because um it basically by itself learned thousands of years of go strategy and then came up with its own and then yeah. everyone in it in a matter of like three weeks and i'm like oh my god yeah like there's oh my stuff god. that was not uh not discovered before strategies that that humans hadn't used yet yeah and it, it did this fight in three weeks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. yeah yeah um it reminds me of a podcast it reminds me of a couple things it reminds me first of a podcast a joe rogan's interview of elon musk and in the podcast um joe was like you know about ai you've been warning us about it he's like uh i kind of feel fatalistic about it it's done the momentum's there we can't stop it so might as well try to try to work with it and i'm like damn <laughs> somebody at the forefront of ai um who you know i believe i believe a lot of uh tesla self-driving is built on ai so he's he's quite intimate with the technology and the forefront of it if he says that you know it's it's over there's enough momentum that ai is going to be more powerful than us and it's going to take over most of our processes um then i'm gonna believe that and um not that it, it was it was ever like a bad thing necessarily but you know, we, we gotta we gotta like figure out like where is this going? If if AI is going to be um, in charge of most things, can we can we make AI work for us? And that's really the question. I I don't think so. <laughs> that's my answer. Like I I think uh, it, 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 it the more and more we keep relying on things, um, the worse it's getting right now. I mean that that's just this is my take on it. I don't think. I don't think people are that much more efficient from small um, even. So it, now we have something that's going to do more things for us. It's just... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I have to agree uh, with you when it comes yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see people, they're not really thinking for themselves anymore. People can't calculate SIPs, etc. I mean, there used to be calculators and you have one in your pocket. But now there's a calculator on your phone. And whenever you want to add or subtract and multiply a number, you, you put that on there. And then the question is, are we more efficient because we don't no. have to do those things or, or, or are we just dumbing ourselves down? I, I mean, it goes in um, where we're probably, uh, again, this is that a Google ethics committee. It was a uh, time well spent. Um, the problem is, is that the, the apps and all the engineering is geared towards marketing, right? Uh-huh. So yeah. It's geared toward wait toward wasting people's time. So now, <laughs> if you put AI into way that. To say it. If you put I into like um, marketing and products, it's it's game over. It's almost like you have something that can just target people. You know, you can just have something that can just think faster than you. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's already it's already bad enough. I mean, that's that's what marketing and all this stuff is. It's just mostly about people getting addicted to something and wasting their time on it so other people can make money you know it's mm-hmm. um we're starting to go into like this circular loop and it's a really it's a really dangerous one um you know raising people up to be consumers uh-huh. uh, I know it's I, interesting you say that there's a yeah. fascinating uh, interview i heard recently with tim ferris and um oh man uh tim ferris 
and a, a drummer, a famous drummer who's worked with several bands. And he, he had to, it was kind of fascinating. He had to do last minute um, integrations into a band. Like right before he went on stage, like a couple hours, like, hey, learn this song. And the thing is, the drummer can't fuck up because he's the base of the whole beat. So it's not like he can just wing it if he misses something. And, and he was just having a fascinating interview with him. And um, as part of it, uh, this dude was talking. Sam, can you remind me what you're saying again? I lost my train of thought. Um, okay. Um, I I started losing mine, too. Um, I was saying that it's, it's based off of uh, consumerism of these apps and these oh. things that we have. So they're not they're uh, they're built to make us less productive. So mm-hmm. when AI comes in, it's just going to make it even worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember now, uh, the, the guest on, on the podcast was talking about the um, uh, this one documentary he watched, which was called The Century of the South. And it was a guy who had apparently worked with Freud um, and 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 created uh, the idea of capitalistic culture based on. And I haven't watched this. It's just going off of what this what this guest was saying. Uh, going going off of um, manipulating people's identities so that they could buy things and essentially control our deeper um, our deeper id, and apparently, according to the documentary, um, this it wasn't Freud that made this guy famous. It was this guy who made Freud famous with his marketing techniques, and apparently, he had single handedly invented the whole idea of capitalistic marketing. I'm not sure how true that is. I really want to check out the documentary and see what it talks about. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's um, it, it, it's kind of like um, once there isn't a lot of progress to be, be made, the only way of making money is uh, spiritually depriving people of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, making people feel like they're not enough so you can sell them the solution. Yeah, like once you've, uh, you know... Uh, gotten the electricity from the power plant mm-hmm. and you've gotten the food and you've got the power plant working mm-hmm. and everything in the country is running um, the only way to make money off of people is just um, making them feel like they have to spend money yeah <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate make so an it, iPhone it, 10s that has like a better camera and then that's it <laughs> yeah it, it's it's really a, it's really a game uh and um, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about just getting a normal watch soon. I, mm-hmm. I realized that when I, I use this thing, I don't, I don't, I don't really use it for that much my phone anymore. But sure. it's it's really not that useful. <laughs> like people go, oh, <laughs> what kind of watch did you get? That? You're gonna search. I haven't gotten a watch oh. yet. I probably get like a twenty dollar watch or something. Sure. I'm not gonna get some nice watch. Sure, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna. I, I don't know. I, 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 I like doing things, but I, I, you know, I use my phone mostly for YouTube and, you know, oh, I have to go on this website, you know, once a week yeah. or, oh, I need to look something up. What, you know, uh-huh. once a day, you know, I, I don't use my phone uh-huh. much, but it's really expensive. <laughs> it's a really expensive but, phone. It looks yeah, nice. It makes a, me feel good about myself. It's an iPhone 8 plus, you know, nice. um, I'm actually downgrading my iPhone 10 to an iPhone 6. I just ordered it. It's just, it's just too much. I'd rather have the extra cash. And to be honest, uh, <laughs> the screen cracked. So it's not totally because, uh, because, because I, I actually want to downgrade. But um, it's, it doesn't really. I, I've been realizing that a lot of, a lot of my feeling of not really enjoying life is just a manufacturing of, of, 
of arbitrary, like especially in America. Oh, this is what this is one thing I wait. I like one way I like to describe it. Um, we went to Israel together. Do you yeah. do you remember the billboards that were there, if any? Not really. Do you remember no. if there were any billboards? I couldn't remember. I mean, I wasn't paying attention to billboards. Sure. Well, I definitely noticed, and there were three types of billboards. There were Coke billboards, there were Pepsi billboards, and when we went to Tel Aviv, there was a local mall that was on a billboard. And that's it. There was nothing else. And two of those are American companies. <laughs> so yeah. it was kind of fascinating because I realized that, and I, I had detoxed so much from, from, from marketing, and it really is a detox. There's so many messages being like, believe this, feel this way, do this. And you don't notice it because it's just all around you and it's, it's kind of like was for, for a while and it's only been growing. And um, you don't realize how, how harmful it is to your psyche until you've gone to a place where there's none of it. Yeah, I, I, in Israel, it was like that. Um, I, I just I wasn't picking up on it. Uh, Martha's Vineyard uh-huh. is another place that's like that. I went to that place in Boston. There's like barely uh, any advertisements. Coast nothing nice they, they take them all away intentionally it's all That's local good. businesses there's no advertisements at all it's very nice i was there when i was a kid uh we want we used to go on family vacations every now and then um but i haven't been in years yeah that's so cool <laughs> i'd love to go again uh do you go often or is it just like every now and then you go i only went once it sure. was when i was like it was like 10 years ago okay um, but i remember that whole trip i just remember seeing that one advertisement yeah so, yeah it's a it's a weird place it's like a place you get lost <laughs> or like you want if you want to hide you go there and nantucket like you just want to like get completely off the grid um just go there and nantucket. i've heard a lot of uh a lot of people in the upper echelon have vacation homes over there and it makes sense you gotta get yeah. away from it it's a weird place <laughs> so. that's one way to say it yeah cool on the note I just got to stop notifications. Um, on that note, oh. capitalism and all that jazz, uh, let's take a break for one of our sponsors. Okay. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. In the earlier episodes, I put all of these sponsored ads at the end and the newer episodes that are in the middle. So if you're listening to one where it's split, some of the content before and some of the content after, uh, stay tuned and your content will come right after these messages. Otherwise, thanks for listening and please listen further to help figure out how you can help the podcast grow. Number one way, subscribe. Wherever you are listening to this, hit the subscribe button either with your finger or the mouse or if it's the future and everything is mind controlled, do so with your mind. That way I can attract better uh, sponsors and earn more money from the sponsors that I have so I can get better content and go to better conferences. I am right now about to go to CES. For each two-hour conference or so, I tend to get about four interviews that means people that I contact that I actually record and that we continue to uh, publish an episode. I contact more, but in the end, I get about four. Now, this is going to be four days, and this four-day experience is going to probably net me at least 20 interviews. 
Now, when it comes to other ways to support the podcast, email list is one way to support. Go to the Renman Network. What you will get is exclusive content right to your inbox. You also get to stay on top of the developments of the Renaissance Man Network. And you get to stay accountable in your journey of becoming a Renaissance Man by being reminded of Renaissance Man values and challenges that I will put out to the email list. Another way you can help yourself, oh, let me just circle back. The way you sign up to the email list is therenmannet.work slash uh, nothing, actually. Therenmannet.work is T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. And either click on join the newsletter or a pop-up will come up and you can just put your information in there. Now, another way is to get a journal. That is a hand-bound journal. I bind the cover of the journal with leather or another cloth. You get to choose if I have other cloths available. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But either way, I have full leather, real leather covers available. Leonardo da Vinci had one of my hand-bound journals, one of the best Renaissance men out there. And the best way to cultivate self-awareness is to have a journaling habit. I did that for three years straight, missed only one day during those thousand plus days. I will share exercises where you read one. Sorry. I will share exercises where you need one. I wrote a script for myself and I can't really tell my own writing. I share exercises where you will need one. Need a journal and a journal also doubles as a sketchbook if you're looking to use it for art work. You can get that at the store at therenmannets.org slash store. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot w-o-r-k slash s-t-o-r-e and as of now they are fifty dollars there are some uh, if you become a patron you get a free coupon for that so um to to segue right into that if you want to support the podcast on a financial basis what you can do is become a patron it's at patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot c-o-m slash the renman network t-h-e-r-e-m sorry r-e-n M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. And any anywhere from five to a hundred or more dollars a month. What that will do is that will allow me to do this for more of my time, I'll pay for my time. I will be able to buy better recording equipment and I will be able to go to better conferences like the one I'm going to next week. Now I thank you for listening to these uh, these sponsored messages by my uh, for my my projects and I encourage you to support this podcast in any way you can. Subscribe, uh, sign up to the newsletter, buy yourself a journal, do yourself a favor for your own development, and support the podcast. Allow me to create better content for you by going to our Patreon. Uh, Without further ado, here is our sponsor for this episode. What's up? Hey, we're talking about capitalism and evolution of art and Joseph's new um, new musical. Uh, so go to back to go back to that. I'm curious if you could tell readers about in more detail. Tell them. All right, um, we're just gonna clarify the podcast going in and out a bit. So if you guys can't hear me, I guess we'll restart again. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, we we restarted. Yeah. You did not hear because uh, Joe broke so, up. There's some loud. Uh, other Joe, you Joe broke up a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
but we sh- we're fine now, so let's hope that ha- that stays. Yeah. Okay. Um, basically, um, uh, my mu- musical is about uh, different art movements, like I spoke before, and with these group of conspiracists um, trying to save the impressionist art movement. So what happens is a, a, a Greek demigod, the muse, um, looks for candidates and finds a girl on the Paris street corners um, named Marie. And he looks at her and asks her a question when she's selling paintings. He says, uh, your life for art. And she says, what? And he goes, answer the question, your life for art. And this girl um, says, well, I always wanted to be a painter. And he says, all right, that will do. And he, um, he transforms her into a famous impressionist art painting, Two Sisters on the Terrace. Um, but the sad part about this um, whole art movement thing is that the impressionist art movement, as we clearly know, didn't last, right? Um, it moved on to Picasso and a lot of different other things. So uh, the powers of being in the art community were very frustrated. So they said, all right, let's... Um, Let's try this with opera. So they take the Impressionist painting and they ship it over um, 50 years later to Venice, Italy and sell it at auction. And they bring it to an opera house. Um, hoping that someone will connect with the painting and take magic from it. Um, unfortunately, um, the... Uh... What's going on, Joe? I can hear you. Hello. What's up? Oh, sure. Hey, okay. can you hear me? So unfortunately, yep. I'm just being silent so I can listen. Okay. So unfortunately, what happens is that this painting, um, the the person that ends up interacting with this painting is a maid, a Venetian maid. Um, so this Venetian maid um, starts talking to the painting and says, "Oh, I wish I could sing." And the painting says, uh, "Your life for art." And she goes, "What?" And the painting goes, "Answer the question." Um, so the girls pose this question. She says, "Well, I, I don't want to be a maid. I always wanted to sing." And um, what happens is, is the girl comes out of the painting and she says, "Hello, I'm Marie Fourpart, and I'm going to make you the world's most famous opera star." Huh. This Venetian maid huh. uh, gets the ability to miraculously sing and becomes eventually the best opera singer in Venice. And people become hypnotized with this maid. And um, it, it's mm-hmm. really all the magic from the painting and do with the grand conspirators, and it it continues on basically from there. And, and the question is, is that um, is she going to be able to save the opera? You know, even after the play's over, because I don't think opera's doing too well right now. Um, but what happens mm-hmm. is, is that. Uh, uh, it all goes wrong, and the girl goes back into painting, and the play ends. So, uh, that's about it. It's just about these different art forms and, and what happened, and people getting um, more than they bargained for dealing with art. <laughs> yeah, it's like an art devil muse person trying to save different forms of art. It's kind of fascinating. I remember we had a long conversation about um, about songs and about attention span. And I'm curious if you could relay a little bit of that to to the listeners. Oh, okay. Um, sure. Um, as a uh, songwriter, basically, uh, the way it goes is that, um, not with uh, my musical per se, but I've noticed that the 
length of time when it comes to songs has decreased from three minutes and 30 seconds um, to four minutes down to two minutes. And that recently is a recent shift. Um, that probably happened in the past year and a half. And it was really mm-hmm. significant. And it uh, mostly reflects with hip hop because the, the verse structure is it's really that the verse lasts for 16 bars and then it goes immediately to the chorus. What, I, what I'm saying is that in an old song, you would have a bridge, you know, a, a, a mm-hmm. contrasting parts of the song, and you'd have a pre-chorus. You'd have just, uh, you'd have something that builds up to the chorus. Now what you have mm-hmm. is you have, you don't really have a verse, you have a couple of words in the verse, and then most of the song's just the chorus. So it, um, mm-hmm. it goes down to two minutes because of that. And um, it really has to do with attention span. Most people feel that a song's very long after a minute 30. It starts, you start going, okay, it's going to end yet. And it, it really mm-hmm. has to go um, with the way we perceive. I think hip hop really lends to it as well because it's more about feeling a beat and like just like getting a certain vibe from a song. It's not really about progression mm-hmm. in hip hop. never really has been. And since hip-hop has really become the mainstream art form, it, it's just taken off even further to the point where people are writing other songs, uh, popular music songs, and they'll take hip-hop elements in, and they'll also cut down on their verses and their choruses. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, that's pretty huh. much about it. So, mm-hmm. so, so this, a lot of this comes from a place of um, being frustrated with the direction of music. Mm, let me create a play to, to share a little bit more about this drama that, that I see. Wait, can you, can you say it one more time? Sure. A, a little, um, what I'm saying is that a lot of your purpose for this play is is around this frustration with the direction of music and art. Um, kind of, yeah. It, it, it's, it's about, you know, um, really about art being permanent. Know which direction it goes into, um, and if some genres are better than others. And I think a lot of people will put music on relative terms, and they'll say, "Oh, the genre now is is just as good as any genre in the past." Um, it's just mm. your preference. But I think for the one of the first times, um, we've reached a point where I think of music is objectively worse um, <laughs> in the past couple mm-hmm. of years. I'd say. Um, in the past three years, or past two years, uh-huh. I, can, I can literally say music is objectively worse. Not that it's because oh, rock, rock is makes you feel more. It's simpler than classical music, but I can totally get mm-hmm. that. But this is this is like well, since you've cut the verse down so much, you almost can't even put meaningful lyrics in it at all. Like it just has to be stuff that completely grabs your attention or makes you feel something. Like you have to just ramble off a bunch of drugs or you know um, words or <laughs> yeah. you know, hyperboles um, to get your point across I mean that might be reflective of what's going on in our culture but music music has literally been um, I think there's been other times in music where it's been really bad like it's just everyone's striking mm-hmm. out uh, but this is this is really bad um, it reminds it, me of it, um, I which was a, I think, six and a half minute song, by the way. Yeah. Which one? 
uh, the day the music died. Bye bye, Miss American. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee. Yeah, died. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, you know who that? I think it's called American Pie, but or, I don't know. It's either called the day the music the day, died, the day, or day or the American music Pie. died. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like a six and a half minute song too, and that was yeah. I think. 70s. Yeah, that, that, was, that was about a bunch of musicians dying in a plane crash, by the way. That's oh. why I was written about that. True story? Yes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely true story. I just, I, I can't pull it out. I know out Ricky Valley died in a plane I, crash. I, I just know that's what the song's about. It's not about saying music was yeah. bad. Um, that, and I mean, well, your, your play is like that, that for a different reason. Yeah, it, it's kind of like some people will say, I really like rock. Rock was the best genre of music. And there's yeah. probably some people in rock that want rock to last forever. Or they want to save yeah. rock. You know? Rock and on, dude. And it's like, how do you how do you save a genre that's that's better mm-hmm. than the one that's coming following it? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Huh. I mean, I think it's even going on with hip-hop right now. People will say the 90s was hip-hop's golden age. Um, the hip hop now. Yeah, is now there's garbage. mumble. Hey, yeah, mumble rap is just trash. <laughs> it, I it gotta really be honest trash. though. There's a hilarious mumble rap. That's it's just more so the music video, which is freaking awesome. They use some CGI to like. It's really creative. Um, and it's really catchy. And I'm not a fan of most mumble rap, and yeah. I really don't like. All. But I mean, um, I, there's I love one the in particular. I, I, like, I like the song. I love it. I like Take A the Race. It's just you can like the songs, but you can you can just say everything that's bad about the songs, which is they're absolutely yeah. meaningless. <laughs> well, mean, this this there, one there this go. one is actually quite it's it's Lil Dicky. It's huh? fucking hilarious, and it's pillow talking by Lil Dicky, and um, it's not just the lyrics. Look at the music video, so well, so well made, so well made. Um, I'm really a big, a big fan. There's like a, a lot of and they have some great actors and the lip syncing. It's like you know, it's studio quality. It's it's quite quite well made and quite it's it's creative. Is kind of hits a chord there. Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's it's like it's it's. I mean, you can make something creative out of rocks. I mean, that that's what an artist yeah to do. It's supposed to exactly. It's the medium. the medium isn't so much the yeah. The medium doesn't really matter. It's the artist itself and his vision or yeah, her vision. It, it's supposed to be working through the medium. Uh huh. And I think there's a lot of people that are good artists in mumble rap and whatever. I'm just going to say the medium shit sucks. I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, you can work in mumble rap. You're just going to have to start making your lyrics uh, less meaningful and, you know, dumbing down your choruses. But, yeah, go for it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can. I think this is yeah. more of a testament to how, how um, racist one and the team who put together the music video rather than a testament to the medium because I, I agree with you the medium shit um, but I think that just goes to show that the artists in particular are that much better that they can make something good in this shitty yeah 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 no it is and, and you know the videography was probably really really wonderful um, but you know it's, yeah. I think the problem is is the, the YouTube algorithm is really dangerous right now um, because mm-hmm. how so um, it, it's everything's about equivalence. Um, uh-huh. so oh, yeah, it's like, um, I made a rap video or a, a beautiful music video that I spent, you know, hours on, 
and then there'll be some guy with like a flute he made out of a carrot with playing the Ocarina of Time and that will get more views so it, uh-huh. it, yeah it's what it's doing is that it's it, it, it's making the Ocarina of Time stuff more important than making new content right you can just keep ripping off people well, because it's Ocarina of Time because they'll, they'll because it's recognizable yeah, so it, it, it's almost like if you're going to make new content that's dangerous, um, that's actually thoughtful, you're you're kind of penalized for it um, really uh-huh. hard. Huh. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's and they talk re- a lot about free speech, so that's kind of hypocritical right there. No, it's just it's just you can't you can't you, you it, the problem is is that the algorithm isn't advanced enough to value things. So it, it just puts mm-hmm. everything at the same value, which is fair. But you know, uh, okay. Well, that that I can understand because then then it's the it's the the watcher's um, choice what they want to watch in that case. Uh, I mean, kind kind of. It, you know, free market, fair market. Nobody's gonna be like this is better than the other. It's just whatever you want to watch. It, it, it's more it's it's more is that like it, a video that is enriching your life or making your life better is valued the same as a cat video that really didn't do much at all for you so it, it leads to it, it it's leading to a lot of problems um i think mm. uh, in long term not that i, I it, it's not about the freedom of speech i think the, the way the game is played right now it, it leads to kind of meaningless content, but just pop, pumping out mm-hmm. more of it. Like it's the more, mm-hmm. more content, less effort, more views. So the most, the things that spend the most time are the most valuable, not the things sure. that actually um, make your time more, more, more worthwhile. It's just more about wasting time. Mm-hmm. So, so what you're saying is that right now the algorithm and the way that things are going, and I think you, you brought this up earlier in the conversation when you're talking about how technology is being optimized for what makes money, um, just going towards us wasting a bunch of time and not really, not really creating anything meaningful. Yeah, it's it's like like Phantom of the Opera, for example, right? That was mm-hmm. uh, when you listen to that that, that that's a, a great experience. You feel like those songs are going to be forever in your life, and yeah. you know it's very enlivening. But if that was put through the YouTube yeah, algorithm, for me. that would be mm-hmm. equal to a couple episodes of PewDiePie. <laughs> you see, yeah, you see the the, the dilemma yeah. um, we have. And PewDiePie makes a ton of money, so yeah, I, he's, and no, he's no, I'm not hard on PewDiePie. I'm just saying the incentive mm-hmm. um, to make something. It, it, that's meaningful is gone. It, 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 there's there's mm-hmm. no monetary incentive. Um, okay. And, yeah, it's it's more like how to make more money doing less work. That's really uh, yeah. the YouTuber market, you know. And it, it makes okay. sense. Like I, I don't blame yeah. people for doing that at all. It's mm-hmm. just how the game works right now. I think I think Patreon helps out a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. You know, YouTube, the, the way the rules go. I mean, Which reminds me, if you go yeah. to the spotofjoe.com slash support, there is yeah. a Patreon link. At this point, we have some Patreons, uh, patrons. Go ahead if you want to support the podcast. Um, and that's that's my little bit. I'm going to let you continue what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, actually, I'm more interested in what you are saying. <laughs> uh, spotofjoe.com support. No, it's fine. Yeah. The spotofjoe.com is fine. Uh, I, fine. 
Um, the spotadjo.com slash support has a few ways you can support the podcast. I, 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 I say that like, I think in the intro, which I pre-recorded and added to the episode, uh, I had said it like five times. So it's not really new for anyone listening to this. You'll hear it in the intro. But if you want to figure out how you can support the podcast, there's ways you can do it, which we a little bit of money out to help me out get better equipment and stuff. Uh, and then there's ways where you don't really have to shell out money at all and support us, like sharing the episode. Joe.com slash sponsor if you want to figure out how you can best support um, the podcast and the passion movement. Movimente. Um, but yeah, it's been fascinating talking to you. Um, and I'm really proud of you for really following your heart. You're following your values. Uh, and it's really cool to see. Um, yeah. So, hold on. There's there's a truck going by. I'm going to wait till that truck goes. Uh, and then I'm going to... Yeah, uh, is, so you said you have a website. Is that up right now? Um, it, it is up. I'll, uh, I'm going to give it to you on, on a different podcast or something because it's it's still in half development. Like, I'm using it for the cast oh, okay. right now. Like, people are pulling their scripts off it, but it's not really developed for, you know everyone to use yet it will be sure once it's up it'll be in the, de- the description on the show notes on um on this podcast uh if you're watching it and it's not there that means that the, the website's not it's being still being used for production and not for the public but once it's used for the public i'll add it to the description of this podcast okay cool um anything to share with us, uh about following your heart following your passion something that i do definitely do um or about um of art or about, you know well i i'd say everyone everyone talks about following their dreams you know but that's really only about five minutes of it <laughs> it's more about the meta game you know it's more about how do you do it you know not what you want to do so mm-hmm. um, I, I'd say for anyone, it's it following your heart. The next phase in following your heart is figuring out how to follow your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that that was the hardest part for me, and still is. It's more about the how, mm. not the why. So I gotcha. Yeah, that's what I, I'd recommend. You know, it's not some. It's about seeing little details, and I, I'm still working on that. And I'm I'm really happy I did because it's made me a lot better of a person. I think. Um, well, that's something I definitely want to ask you about. Maybe we'll talk about it at some point. Yeah. Um, definitely talk about it person to person. Maybe another podcast thing. I don't know. But I want to thank you. Thank you for uh, for sharing your time with me. All right. Thank you, Joe. See you later. Bye bye. Bye bye. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Just to remind you of some ways you can support the podcast. First of all, subscribe. Second of all, you can um, you can join the email list. That's at therenmanetnet.work, T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. Click on join the newsletter. You can also buy a journal that's on the shop at the Renman Network. So therenmanetnet.work slash shop, or sorry, slash store s-t-o-r-e slash store and also you can support the podcast on 
Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the Renman Network. T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. Hope that you enjoy yourself and stay tuned for the next episode.